0: What do you do for an encore after beating the number one team in the country on Sunday? Well, you sweep a Big Ten rival and you sweep the number 14 team in the country. That's just what Northwestern did. Let's talk about it. You are locked on Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. We are also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Uh And yeah, wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. Let's jump into this thing, because how about those Wildcats? Coming off a, a win, a 64-58 win at home against number 1 Purdue. Northwestern got back on the hardwood at home again, this time against Indiana, who, if you recall, the last time out... In Assembly Hall, we saw Northwestern getting an 84-83 win. So this is going for a season sweep. This was going for a fourth consecutive AP Top 25 win for Northwestern. Uh, and, you know, I mean, this is, a, again, we come back to nothing was expected of this team this year. And yet, here they are. Here they are at this point in time, a chance to take solo second place in the Big Ten and boy, did they answer the call? At least in the first half, and that's where we're going to start because Northwestern set a tone in this game, set an absolute tone. You got so much production uh, out of really your seniors um, when you look at it. You get eleven points out of Boo Booey in that first half, two of five from the field, one of three from three, six of six at the free throw line. Four of those free throws coming uh, by way of a couple technical fouls on Indiana because uh, I think they they were upset that there may or may not have been a missed travel on Boo-Booey. Well, uh, assistant coach on the bench said something, got teed up, and as the ref was going to the scorer's table to to uh, signal the, the call, uh, Mike Woodson, for some reason, Decided to follow him, reach out, grab his arm. And as we all know, you cannot touch a ref uh in really college basketball or college football, really anything. Uh, and so he got teed up, and it was one T on the bench and one T on Mike Woodson, and four technical foul free throws later. Northwestern had some momentum. Uh, and we saw them very early in this game build a lead because we saw um we saw them score the opening bucket, Chase Audige with a layup, but then you saw Indiana build a four-point lead, and then came just a run of Northwestern points. Right around that 14-51 uh, um, mark, we saw that uh, Indiana had a three-point lead. Well, you get a layup, a couple free throws, they get a dunk, um, and then you see the floodgates open as Northwestern goes on a run powered by a couple chase d threes, the four uh free throws, uh, a tie-berry layup, and a couple tie-berry free throws. And like that, it goes from an Indiana lead to a Northwestern 13-point lead, 14-0 run right there as Northwestern really, really flustered Indiana. Indiana w- did not respond um, well, in that first half, they didn't respond to the environment. Uh, like, like we said, Boo Boo, had 11 points in that first half. Chase Audiz, 11 points, 4 of 7 from the field, uh, 3 of 5 from 3 in the first half as he got red hot. They believe he had, it may have been 11 of Northwestern's first 13 points or so, um, but it was a phenomenal performance by him. Uh, It wasn't of the first 13, but he had a bunch. He had two threes and a layup there early um, as he was off and running right off the bat. Um, And you love to see that, especially for a guy who who struggled to get going in the first half, really the first uh, 30 minutes of the last game against Purdue. He jumps out with 11 points. He grabs a board couple assists does have a turnover boo had four rebounds and a turnover in that first half uh ty berry it was not very efficient he gave you six points four of those coming at the free throw line as he went four of four he went one of six from the field oh for four from three he had three rebounds but in that first half but man he his three-point shot is a struggle right now um if he figures it out, we're talking about a guy who could really have make an impact uh, as we move forward the rest of this season. Robbie Barron, kind of similar. Three of eight from the field, seven points, one of six from three. I believe he missed his first five. He got a bunch of great looks early. Uh, he grabbed a couple rebounds uh Nicholson didn't take a shot but he grabbed three boards I thought he played great defense early Brooks Barnheiser brought the energy as he does uh Martinelli got a layup in there um it was really impressive just the way that you saw um so how they jumped on this uh Indiana team uh Hood Shafino, Jalen Hood who went for 30-plus in the first matchup. I believe it may have been 33. Yeah, he went for 33 in the first matchup. He only had six points in the first half as Northwestern swarmed him. 3 of 10 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3, uh, and they made him. They turned him over three times. He had zero assists and three turnovers. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, who uh, we're going to talk about a lot in this game, he had a slower start too, 1 of 3 from the field, just five points. He, had, he went 3 of 4 at the free throw line. Uh, but he did have six rebounds and two assists in that first half. He had a couple turnovers. One of them was he just dribbled off his foot. Uh, but you hold this Indiana team in the first half to 6 of 21 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. Yes, they go to the line 12 times, but they only make 8. Northwestern goes to line 12 times. They hit all 12 in the first half. Northwestern didn't blow uh, blow you away numbers-wise, shooting 40.7%, 11 of 27 Uh, 5 of 18 from 3, 27.8%. But they were winning the battle on the boards. They had 19 rebounds to Indiana's 15. They only turned it over three times in the first half to Indiana's 6. And those better shooting numbers in the first half made a situation where, with 34 seconds left, Northwestern had a 21-point lead in the first half. Now Indiana hit a bucket there at the very end uh, to cut it to 19 but you could not ask for a better first half from Northwestern. I mean, riding as high as it gets, just dominance in that first half. Indiana looked flustered. They looked like they were struggling with the environment. Um they were making some some very questionable passes, some very questionable shot selection. You had the double the two technical fouls called. It really was going all Northwestern's way, and you love to see it because of the way what it could mean for this Northwestern team. So they had that 19-point lead going into half, and you're feeling awesome. You really are. Um, We're going to talk about what happened in the second half because vibes were not nearly as good in that second half. But first, we're going to talk about our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a that's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, uh, and even three threes drained by a player. I mean, it's a great time to do it. I mean, we're... Uh, right here at the all-star break of the NBA season. College basketball is really ramping up. We're about to get to conference tournaments. Uh, We're wrapping up conference play for most teams. Uh, NCAA tournaments right around the corner. All sorts of great ways to get involved with the action uh, over at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel now even lets you uh, combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also, we want to say thank you for making Locked On Northwestern Your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just worth uh, noting, I guess uh, I actually make my first appearance on Locked On College Basketball on tomorrow's episode. Um, as we, uh, I was asked on to come talk about Northwestern because of the waves that are being made, uh, and you you love that uh, it's making an impression on a national scale. That uh, Northwestern's getting some shine. Andy Patton and I talk about what's been different. Uh, really about these last two weeks and what Northwestern has rolling. So that's something to look out for tomorrow. Let's jump into the second half because, my goodness, um, I was so baffled by what was happening in this second half. Well, one, credit where credits do. Trace Jackson Davis is an absolute monster, but we already knew that, really. We We did. Uh, but he goes for 18 points in the second half six of eight from the field six of seven at the line uh, and he goes he gets four rebounds six assists and I think he had a couple blocks in the game as well if I do recall yes he did uh, as he had for the second time against Northwestern both games he almost had a triple double uh, as he was just had a freakish second half performance and for a while there it felt like he could not miss. But, I mean, he allowed some of the guys on that team to really get get rolling. Um, You had Race Thompson scoring some points in the second half. Uh, Jalen hood shafino he gave you seven points. Race Thompson giving you nine points um, as Indiana was scorching in the second half. I think some of that may have been Northwestern's just breakdowns defensively uh, because this Indiana team that – Shot what 28.6 percent in the first half, they were just six of 21. In the second half, they go 16 of 24, uh, three of six from three as they started to heat up there. After going oh, five in the first half, they go seven of eight at the free throw line. Honestly, I'm shocked that they only had uh, eight free throw attempts, but um. They, they really regrouped at half, had a better plan, they executed better, they they adjusted to the environment, and the their dominance on the glass is truly astounding in that second half. They out rebound Northwestern in the second half, 21 to 6. I don't think we've seen a disparity that big all year long. Now they did turn it over seven times. Uh, Northwestern protects the basketball extremely well. They only turned over one time in the second half. Uh Robbie Barron with that one turnover. But you get a Northwestern team that there was I guess you had out the gate Indiana hits a bucket. Well, Chase Hodges comes comes down and hits a three. So you wash that out. You're up 20. And then Indiana makes a couple shots, you start missing some shots. But if you were looking at this game, you didn't know the score, or if you knew one team was down 19 at half, and you watched the way these two teams played in the second half, you would have been like, oh, Indiana's the team smoking Northwestern. Look at how they're getting the ball um to their big man down low, letting them work. Look how they're getting the ball into the paint. Uh and and running very competent offensive sets, look how they're dominating the glass, then you look at Northwestern you'd be like, oh, look at this team jacking up 15 threes. They only took 30 shots in the second half, and 15 of them were from three. You would have thought Northwestern was the team that was down 19. It was truly just, I found myself just scratching my head, as I did right there, uh, wondering what on earth is going on? And nobody was hitting shots. I mean, Chase Adige had some horrible shot selection. He hit that 1-3 to open the half. Then I think he goes 0-8 for 8 the rest of the half. He he misses his next four threes. Uh, and some of them were awful possessions, like falling to the ground, no chance to hit rim kind of situations. Uh, Ty Berry, he only takes two shots. But his three, he gets a three-pointer. It's honestly a more efficient half for him. He gets three points. Uh, Chase Adige had three points. Robbie Barron has five points in that second half. He takes five threes and only hits one of them. And he goes two of two at the line. That's that's your other two points for him. But you can't have those three guys go three of 12 from three in the second half when you have a huge lead. That's too many threes, especially when Robbie Barron and Ty Berry have been pretty cold here recently when you look at this Northwestern team. Nicholson he got a bucket he went one of two Uh, he had zero rebounds in the second half and to me that's in 12 minutes that's unacceptable for a seven-footer he's got to be better on the glass Titus Verhoeven he had a clutch 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 basket he had two points and when you absolutely had to have it but he's got to grab a board too he played eight minutes your your two guys playing the five in that second half got you zero Rebounds. And that's just not going to cut it in a game like this when you're playing really good Big Ten teams with really good players down low. Uh Barnheiser, he was 0 for two from the field, 0 for 1 from 3. Martin Martinelli, who typically is pretty efficient. He went 0 for 1 on his one shot. He did grab a rebound, which was better than uh what you saw out of the uh the two big men down low, but it was just It was a total just crapshoot for Northwestern in the second half. There was no flow. Offense looks so difficult, and yet you're saved by one guy. You're saved by one guy, a guy who has been so big, especially in the last few weeks. He's just coming off Big Ten Player of the Week, March Madness Player of the Week. Boo-booey. He was your offense in the second half. You scored 25 points. He had 10 of them. He was 5 of 8 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. I mean, if he doesn't take threes – He's 5-6 from two in the second half. He somehow doesn't get to the line at all in the second half with the way that he attacks the paint, Uh, but he had a couple boards. He had four assists in that second half. In a second half where nobody else on the team could shoot, he had four assists, Uh, and he was the only reason, the only reason why Northwestern hung on to this game at all, at all. I mean, it was amazing. North- Northwestern was going five, six trips down the court without running anything that looked easy off- offensively. It looked so difficult. And in this same stretch, you have Indiana just scoring, 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 chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And you just get this pit in your stomach like, oh, my gosh, Northwestern's about to choke this game away. And it was it was playing out that way 100%, 100%. It was crazy to watch. It really, really was. But you know, you have you have Indiana. You have Trace Jackson Davis get that layup with 28 seconds left. 28 seconds left. He makes a shot that ties the game at 62. And Boo Booy comes down. I think it was a little more than 28 seconds. It's 28 seconds is what it's in the log at but it was a little bit sooner than that. And and keep in mind, Northwestern had a four-point lead. Inbound, er, and they give up a uh, a bucket to Indiana. Then trying to inbound the basketball, they can't do it. Trace Jackson Davis ties the game. Boo-Boo, he has the ball. And there's like a 1. 1.7, 1. 1.6 second difference between the shot clock and the game clock. Boo-Boo, he dribbles out, dribbles out, dribbles out. And then he gets to the paint. He sheds a guy. You you can talk about whether you believe it's a push-off or not, but he hits the bucket. There was no call, and Boo-Booey hits the game winner. Boo-Booey was so big in that second half, and for a large stretch of it, it felt like he was the only guy who kept his cool. But credit to him, because without Boo-Booey, this would have been the most embarrassing collapse of the season by Northwestern, and it would not have been close. Because they had this team. They had this. This Indiana team was on the ropes. Nothing was going their way. And Northwestern just, like, kind of lost its its composure. I mean, they just... And after the game, Chris Collins said that he thought his guys were running on fumes, energy-wise and emotionally... I guess that's what it was, but you had some veterans on this team just kind of lose their minds and just not play very smart basketball down the stretch, and it was ugly, but you hang on. You hang on, and that is the key. That is the biggest thing. Just a second, we're going to talk about what this means for Northwestern uh, and the postseason play. We're going to talk about that. uh, But first we want to thank you for making locked on Northwestern your first listen today for your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, locked on college basketball experts, Isaac shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus hear from big name experts, coaches and players throughout the basketball landscape, locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And again, Uh, I'll be on tomorrow's episode. I don't know which segment uh, Andy has me lined up for, but uh, we talked some Northwestern earlier today. Good to see uh, Northwestern getting some shine, uh, some much-needed shine after what has been a truly remarkable season uh, as they find themselves. uh, They were 47 in the Kimpom coming in. I just find this really hilarious. I want to bring it up. They are 47 in the Kimpom going into that game playing uh, a team that is still after the loss, top 20 in Kimpom. And I think this is a credit to this is because of how just brutal that second half was. But Northwestern moved from 47 to 46 in the Kimpom with that win. But it's another quad one win. Uh, it really wasn't much favorable in the net rankings as they moved from 43 Two, 43, but they picked up another quad one win, seven quad one wins. That puts them um, in a category where I think they are tied for going into tonight. They were tied for sixth, I believe, in quad one wins with Purdue and basically a bunch of big 12 schools being the only ones that have more quad one wins. So impressive feather in the cap for Northwestern. Uh CBS Sports updated their bracketology this morning. Northwestern all the way up as a 5 seed might feel a hair high considering where they've been. A 5 seed in the Midwest paired with 12 seed Utah Valley. The 4 and 13 seeds that they're paired with are Xavier and Bradley. Um and the one Seed at the top of the brackets, Kansas with uh, Michigan state and NC state could be the potential options in that sweet 16 matchup. If they were to get there, uh, I believe the 16 play seed play in game is Alcorn state and Howard as it s- stands right there. Uh, other notable teams in this bracket Rutgers Rutgers team that uh, Northwestern maybe should have beaten earlier this year. Uh, UCLA is the two seed. Gonzaga is the three seed. Um, kind of a tough draw there, to be honest with you. Um, you also have TCU as the six seed, and your two eleven seeds right now are Arkansas. Who I'll be honest with you, with the way that that team is going to get healthy and that that team is going to be dangerous, would not want to be in a region with them. Uh, and Wisconsin, interestingly enough. Wisconsin's a fascinating one at 15 and 10 and number 77 in the net rankings. I'm just fascinated that they are on that list um, of teams in that region with Northwestern. But things are looking up. You basically clinched the NCAA tournament with that win last night. I mean, it's it seems like it is all but a done, done deal. You just cannot brutally collapse down the stretch. You basically just can't lose out. You need to win um, a couple more games here. You're going to have a great opportunity to, to get some revenge on Iowa on Sunday in a home game in that matchup. Uh, an Iowa team that I don't think is a in quad one status right now. They are nine spots out of that for a home game but you've got Iowa at Illinois at Maryland, who just picked up a huge win tonight against Purdue. Purdue's now dropped three out of four um, Penn state uh, at home and then away at Rutgers to wrap up the season. Just win a couple, I guess beat Penn state and win one of the other four and you're a hundred percent in the tournament at that point uh, projected record at this point in time. According to Kim Palm, is 21 and 10 and 12 and 8 in um the Big Ten. But right now, this Northwestern team is solo in the Big Ten at number two. That is absolutely huge. Closing the gap on Purdue a little bit. We're gonna talk more about that probably tomorrow as we talk about this matchup with uh Iowa this weekend, as Northwestern tries to get some uh revenge in that one. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever uh, you can find us. And we are also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there wherever you are listening. Make sure you're subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at carterbird 13. And I'll see you all next time.